They took me under their wing, invited me to their church, um, Grace Point, which is still the church I'm at today, 17 years later. And I just asked them every question I had, borrowed their apologetics books, um, really tried to grow in my faith so that I could be someone who could answer other people's questions. Um, and so college was a time of just a lot of growth, and I fell mm-hmm. in love with the church I was at. They really valued community, really trying to obey the Bible, and um, got to go on my first mission trip. And I think that's where my heart really grew to actually reach other people. Um, it was to college students in Taiwan, wow. um, where actually my family's from. It just happened that there was a mission trip there. And then I came back with this realization that, oh my gosh, I just spent all this money on a plane ticket to fly halfway across the world to share my faith. Mm. And I can do that daily in my own backyard at the college campus. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Send Columbus podcast. My name is Jason Phillips, your Columbus CPC. I am joined by Chad Grigsby, our Columbus SCM. Yes. We have all the acronyms at NAM. Yeah. Including Sin, NAM. Sin City Missionary. That's what I Yeah. Mean. I forgot what the C was standing for for a second. Hey, we are, this is a monumental day. Yeah. This is our last podcast in our current format. Yeah. Asterisk that. Yeah. Not the last one. Not but. the last one. Cause, but we're, we're changing format mm-hmm. and uh, we're, but, but before we get there, yeah, I'll change the format. We should talk about our guest. Yeah. We have Will Wu with us. Will, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me here. Do you yeah. prefer Will? Yes, I go by Will. Okay, because yeah. is but your full name is William. William, my full name is well, Charles. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize. I that. feel like yeah. Charles and William. I feel like are royalty kinds of names. They, they, they are. are. They yeah, are. we are very <laughs> royal. So, <laughs> Jason is. I'm commoner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because my mom didn't know, my parents, I mean, they're Christians, but they didn't know that Jason was in the Bible. It is in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Like. Yeah. In Acts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I was actually, I was in a thing called Bible Bowl um, when I was in middle school. Yeah. And it was just this really weird thing that mostly homeschool kids did. And I also, I guess, did it um, where you memorize a bunch of scripture. And that's when I actually found out that Jason was a biblical. <laughs> about so that. I was in middle school. You are biblical you. after all. Nice. Yeah. Charles, in fact, is not in the Bible. Yeah. Nor is William. So sorry guys. We sorry. might be royalty, but you're biblioty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that Whatever that thing? means. Okay. So Will is a church planner on Ohio State's campus. So mm-hmm. Will, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about your background, your sure. story, and uh, how you got to Ohio State Columbus. Sure. Area. Yeah. So the story. Um, well, I grew up in a Christian household um, where my mom, faithful Christian, actually my dad's a Buddhist, still is today. So I kind of grew up seeing both religions play out in the mm. household. Um, but my mom faithfully brought my whole family, uh, me and my sisters to church every week. And um, in middle school, I decided to actually follow Christ, make a personal decision um, to follow after Jesus. Mm. Um, so, you know, loved going to church and all that, but it was kind of one of those experiences where I just went on Sundays, didn't really get plugged in. And so most of middle school, most of high school, I wasn't really growing too much in my faith, um, but I really did want to grow in my faith. So when I got to college, um, I ended up going to up to NorCal and uh, basically was trying to figure out like, hey, is 
the Christian faith true or not. And uh, mm. my end of my high school years, I started to get really evangelistic, tried to share my faith with all my friends and realized I couldn't explain my faith in a convincing way. And so I couldn't answer questions. How do you know God is real? You just believe. How do you know the Bible's real? It says it is. Like, <laughs> you know, those answers are not going to convince yeah, a right. non-Christian friend to believe yeah. in it. So yeah. when I got to college, I was really seeking uh, to grow, to learn. And um, ironically, my non-Christian best friend introduced me to some Christians who are living in his dorm as seniors um, to love on younger ones and essentially to be missionaries on campus. Hmm. Um, and so he introduced me to these guys um, who I met who were really cool. Um, they were faithful believers. They took me under their wing, invited me to their church, um, Grace Point, which is still the church I'm at today, 17 years later. And I just asked them every question I had, borrowed their apologetics books, um, really tried to grow in my faith so that I could be someone who could answer other people's questions. Um, and so college was a time of just a lot of growth. And I fell mm. in love with the church I was at. They really valued community, really trying to obey the Bible and um, got to go on my first mission trip. And I think that's where my heart really grew to actually reach other people. Um, it was to college students in Taiwan. Wow. Um, where actually my family's from. It just happened where there was a mission trip there. And then I came back with this realization that, oh my gosh, I just spent all this money on a plane ticket to fly halfway across the world to share my faith. Mm. And I can do that daily in my own backyard at the college campus. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I think my heart for college ministry began is when I start to actually get involved as a student, um, reaching out to my friends, trying to share my faith. Um, our church has a lot of co-vocational ministers. So all of my leaders were people who had normal full-time jobs, mm. but also spent their after hours, you know, pouring into college students like me. And so when I graduated, I really wanted to do the same thing. Um, I, I was like, wow, these people made such an impact on my life. My faith really blew up in college. Um, so when I graduated, I joined on as volunteer staff for our church, um, kept reaching out to the college campus where I was at, um, did that for a couple of years. And then, um, I got a chance to actually, uh, be a missionary. Um, there was a call that went out. Um, we had a church plant in Taiwan at the college campus, a couple of college campuses there. So I went for a year and a half, hmm. um, supposed to be a year, but I loved it so much. I'm like, Hey, let me stay another six months. So uh, they let me stay another six months, fell in love with ministry, just being full-time on campus, reaching out to people. Wow. And uh, that's when my heart sparked to maybe go into full-time ministry one day. So yeah, I mean, talked to the pastor there. He was a really impactful person in my life, probably one of the most impactful, Pastor Andy, um, just gung-ho for Jesus, just really serving God. He, he helped me grow in so many ways in my love for people, my love for God's word. And so when I came back to America, worked a couple more years, and then got a chance to um, just go into full-time ministry, um, got a degree in apologetics, which would be, I thought would be helpful for college ministry since college yeah. students have so many questions. And then along the way, I met my wonderful wife, Chris, um, and we got married. And then a year later, um, our church sent out a sign-up form to go church planting. And uh, that always been in our hearts. We always wanted to go out and help start um, new things. Our church's heartbeat is an Acts 2 church in every college town. Mm. Um, that's kind of our vision. And so that's been in our DNA. I, I saw many friends, previous mentors go out there, start new churches, and just saw the fruit of that. And so we got an opportunity to go out there. Um, you know, we volunteered. We got to help lead a team in Pittsburgh. Mm. So we spent four years there at the University of Pittsburgh um, and Carnegie Mellon with uh, the other co-pastors out there. And then last year, um, we got a chance to 
uh, start a new church here at OSU. And we'd been doing vision trips um, throughout our time in Pittsburgh um, to OSU. And we just fell in love with the city, got an opportunity to come, even though it was right in the middle of COVID. Mm. Um, a team got assembled, people volunteered to join us. And so we've been out here for a little over a year now. And that's what that's how we're at OSU. Yeah. So you were at Cal Berkeley. Yes. Right. That's where you went to school. Where, where did you get your um, apologetics degree? Yeah, so I uh, got my apologetics degree at Biola, which I okay. guess is kind of a combo with Talbot Seminary in Southern California. Okay, cool. Nice. Mm. Yeah, so I got to train with a lot of the big-name people like, you know, William Lane Craig, J.P. Moreland, and some of those guys, Sean McDowell. It's a lot of fun. They're my professors. Yeah, that is cool. So you are married to Chris. Mm -hmm. You said you met her along the way. Yes. Uh, and you have two kids. Two little boys, yeah, two and four years old. Yeah, so a lot of fun at your house. Yes. they and a great they, time to do church planting. Yeah, together. they're kind of like our mascots, to be honest. <laughs> like, <laughs> college students, you know, they chase them around, play with them, throw in the air. Um, they've seen them go from babies to children, I guess. And it's yeah, little, little toddlers, toddlers now. They're yeah. They're in the, uh, you're full on in the toddler stage. Yeah, when I was at Ohio State, um, you, there were people who like rented out puppies that <laughs> they, you could They go. still do that. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I feel like if you have kids though, that's probably attractional it's, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Except when they cry. Yeah, that's where true. Do you, where does one rent a puppy? I don't know. I've never done <laughs> it before. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. yeah you but see no, them all over. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. the oval. So that's where like a lot of people hang out in the spring, summer, early fall. And... Yeah, I, mostly guys, I feel like, would rent puppies and it would, like, attract girls. <laughs> yeah. Them. So. That's they are fantastic. Magnets. Yes. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty interesting. So go. what does ministry look like at Grace Point? Like, what do you guys do on Ohio State's campus yeah. to reach people? Yeah. So, I mean, when we first came out here, as a bunch of our staff volunteers. Um, we didn't know students yet. And so we just went out there to meet people. We'd play sports, volleyball, um, just some of our staff would work from campus and just spark up conversations. And so the, the beginning is an interesting phase because, you know, you have these like mid 20 year olds, 30 year old me, and I'm much mm -hmm. older than the students. And, you know, people are like, why are you here? But <laughs> in the first couple of weeks, it's not weird because everyone's new. Um, yeah. But you just build relationships. And we just said, hey, we're here to start a church. And so um, one great thing about Ohio State is they're open with their uh, venue. So we were able to rent out space in the Ohio Union, um, just as an outside group, and just tell people, hey, we're launching a church. Um, join us, check us out. And, uh, you know, we found a group of students who were just looking for a church. It seemed kind of interesting to them. So we put on church service. Um, we did like a weekly men's dinner, which we still do, and a weekly women's dinner, which is, I think, one of the highlights, one of the avenues for friends uh, to come, people's friends to come to meet us. Just do a home-cooked meal at one of our houses. So people love just coming to hang out. This past week, we did breakfast for dinner. Um, and some of the students actually are starting to lead the cooking now, which is really exciting. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so we do that. And then we have like a large group on Friday. So it'd either be a Bible study. Um, this year, we're actually mixing it up. We're going out to do some service on Friday. Um, we are visiting other campuses to get that whole church planning DNA into um, the culture of our church. And then sometimes we just hang out too. So it's usually, it's the Tuesdays, the Fridays, the Sundays, and then midweek, we also have some like devotional groups. So little groups of people read the Bible together. Um, and that's how we're starting it out. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, so you said your dad was Buddhist. Mm -hmm. So do you interact with any Buddhists on campus? And is that like an asset to like know a lot about? Yeah. That? You know, so. 
you know, Buddhism obviously being more of an East Asian um, kind of rooted religion. At Ohio State, there's not a whole lot of people I've met who are Buddhist, to be honest, okay. just because of the demographic. Yeah. Um, it is helpful to have that kind of background, though, just because I feel like it allows me to be able to connect with um, different kinds of people. So we've met a couple. Um, I'd say more than anything, the students at Ohio State are either, you know, they grew up in church, they stopped going. Maybe they are church, they want to find a church, or they just don't know much about it. So, Yeah. Um, so you you went to college for n- not ministry. No. What did no. you go? What was your degree? Yeah, so I studied business. Um, okay. My dad was a pretty successful commercial banker, and so I always kind of wanted nice. to follow in those footsteps. My impression going to college was, hey, this is the place where I'm going to get my degree and find my future wife, and then I'm out of there. I might go to a <laughs> church yeah. once a week on Sunday just to do my due diligence, but I was never planning on actually like getting heavily involved in church. Yeah. But you did. But I did by God's grace. Yeah. 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 It's really neat. Um, so your, your background with Jason just mentioned, you mentioned earlier a father who's, who's Buddhist, a, a mother who's a Christian. Yeah. Did you really consider Buddhism or how, how did you, how yeah. did, how did you deal with here? Two influence, most influential people in my life. Yeah. Two, two, different perspectives on yeah. religion. How did you navigate that? So it's that? interesting because my experience of Buddhism, both on my dad's side of the family, is just that they're not very evangelistic and missional. It's kind of more cultural. Mm. And so there, it's um, a lot of East Asian religion is mixed Buddhism, mixed with like folk ancestor worship kind of stuff. Mm. It's not really pure Buddhism. Um, at the same time, yeah, so I went to temple a few times. I couldn't understand anything because it was in Chinese. So it really did not impact me too much other than how I saw, you know, my dad would just go to golf on Sundays and my mom would go to church and that was how it worked. Um, Mm. Now, because my dad is Buddhist though, it did cause me to actually really want to learn more about it. Yeah. um, Just to be able to reach out to him. And we've had lots of good conversations over the years. Um, But yeah, so was never really too interested personally in Buddhism. It was more like, is Christianity real or is it not? Yeah. That was kind of, how does your, how does your dad feel about your mom's Christianity and yours for that matter? So my dad is a really interesting guy. He's just a supportive guy in general. He's like the nicest guy. Um, And so, you know, he sees Christianity as something that has a lot of good morals, gives a lot of purpose. Um, You know, when I preach, he'll listen to my messages because he wants to support his son, you know, so I'll send him a Mm. MP3. Um, He's very supportive of me and the work I do because over the years, I mean, he's seen people from our church. Like we've brought students over to stay at our house for mission trips on the way to Mexico. They've visited us before. He's seen a lot of the good work. And so he's very supportive of it actually, because he knows it's helping people. Mm. Um, and I think it also helps that a couple of his sisters are Christian. Even his best friend became Christian later in life. So a yeah. very positive view of it. Just still working on making it personal for him. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have other siblings? I couldn't remember if you said you had yes, brothers and I sisters. Have two older sisters. And how did your sisters are they believers? Are they what Yeah, what they're they're believers. Um, you know, how involved they are. I, I think they're at a point in their life where some of the busyness of life has kind of drawn them away for church from church and from mm-hmm. God for a season. Um, you know, I think COVID also impacted it a little bit more since right. COVID. I think they've been having a little bit of a hard time uh, kind of getting plugged back in. So yeah, um, we can have we have conversations and stuff, but it's yeah, it's been a little harder for them post COVID. I'm curious to know what it was like coming from California to Pittsburgh. Yes, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, that's a little different. It, it, it's a little different. Culturally, yeah. weather-wise. Yeah, yeah. So I love it, actually. Um, okay. This was the first time where we celebrated a real Christmas with snow. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you see it growing up, and in California, you know, it could be Christmas Day, twenty or 75 degrees. Wow. So um, it was, the weather, I think, was the biggest adjustment. I mean, you know, getting used to a four-month, five-month winter where it's mm-hmm. like zero to t- 20 degrees, I it, it took a while, you it's know, shoveling soul snow, crushing. Yeah. getting your first time slipping on ice and just eating it. Um, <laughs> so that was an experience. <laughs> what that happened? I, what? Tell us about it. Just didn't see the ice and just <laughs> slipped and landed on your butt and bam, you bruised for two weeks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so it was fun celebrating Christmas. I think my conclusion is I love the Midwest from spring until January and mm. for those maybe four months from January till April, I really don't like the weather. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like I used to think that. Well, I think winter used to really be like November. Am I making that up? Like I always but felt like it I'm was like from November here, so. to like February, and now I feel like it is like January to April. It's yeah. super weird. Like yeah. it like snow. Was it this year that it snowed in April, or was that last year? Yeah, it snowed last year four inches. Of course, by the afternoon, it was all melted. Yeah. So right. four inches overnight, you wake up to four inches and it's melted in the afternoon. Yeah. That's a weird experience. Yeah. I think the thing that w- was hard for me coming from the South where okay. we still go back for Christmas. Okay. We were in shorts and t-shirts two years ago. <laughs> now, last year, it was very cold. It was like 30 degrees, okay. which I think was, was very cold. We were not in shorts and t-shirts. But the year before, we loved it because... Yeah, it got a little cold, yeah. you know, November, December, and so to go down there and get a respite was was very nice. Yeah, I found a lot of people go on vacations in February here. Okay, that makes sense. They go to somewhere for a little warm. while. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we need to get out of here. I just, I, I which is odd to me. I, I was like, we never took vacations in February, but a lot of people go somewhere tropical because it's that makes like sense. your soul like needs vitamin D. Yeah. you know, your ice needs to, your heart needs to melt. Yes, yeah, exactly. Ice around well, it. and yeah. the temperature get so low that whatever falls stays yeah january and february no and so i remember a couple of winters ago we we it just piled up and piled up and then it got gross and black yeah and you would go to shovel and there was nowhere to shovel it because it was just all piled up everywhere so you're like (laughs) i don't know it was shoveling snow snow. yeah shoveling snow is not a fun experience at all and i feel like you have to mow longer here like i'm i mow into november uh every, every i raked year my here. leaves last year at the beginning of december right <laughs> because there's right. a tree that didn't i cut that yeah. tree down this year because i was like i'm not <laughs> raking never leaves again. we have a december never again. Yeah, we have a tree that sheds year long oh, yeah, like, i hate this thing but i love it because it gives shades so. yeah yeah. yeah, so that's a big adjustment. Yeah, but I do. I kind of like the seasons. Yeah, I think I think once you land, once you land in a in a good spring and a nice summer yeah. and a great fall, you're like, okay, I can deal yeah. with the four months of yeah. darkness. And it's and so green sadness. here. I mean, coming from California, where it's been drought for the past like 15 years, it just yeah. it revitalizes you. So I like driving out here because mm-hmm. everywhere I look is green, whereas yeah. back at home it's yellow, brown everywhere. And it just you're tired of it. So. Yeah. We went, we went to LA this summer for the convention, the national okay. convention. And, and I didn't realize how deserty it yeah. was, you know? Yeah. So, so what's, 
you've been at Berkeley and you've been mm-hmm. at Pitt and now you're at Ohio State. What's yes. something that you would say is like unique or different to Ohio State in terms of ministry that you didn't yeah. experience at your other two campuses? Yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting. Um, I, I feel like I went, God gave me a good training ground um, that that's kind of our church's center because Berkeley being um, pretty liberal, pretty kind of, in a sense, hostile against religion and Christianity. I went from there to Pittsburgh, which is much nicer, actually, in terms of reception. And then Ohio State has actually been extremely welcoming. I mean, Hmm. so both the campus admin, I I think it's just so big, they just don't put their hands on much, so you can do whatever you want. Um, And then there's just a lot of faithful ministries at Ohio State. And what I've experienced is just a lot of kingdom-mindedness. Everyone's like, this campus is way too big for any one group. Mm. The more, the merrier. Let's do this together. Um, you know, we might not be doing events together, but when we right. see each other, we can be like, hey, yeah, you know, go get them. It's not this picture of competitive, like, oh, this, like, if you're here, then you're going to take away people we're going for. Because at the end of the day, at least a lot of the ministries I've seen, like, we're all looking for, to reach the lost. Um, so I have appreciated that kind of more missional picture that I've seen here um, at Ohio State. I think one of the challenges here is that a lot of people do have the church background. In a sense, you almost have to show them that Christianity is not necessarily what they grew up with or God is someone different, um, just depending on the kind of church they went to. And so they're like, yeah, went to church, tried it, didn't work for me. And it's a lot of that kind of mm-hmm. a response. Whereas when I was in Berkeley, maybe it was a lot more like, oh, I don't know what this is. Or at least if they're hostile, then you can kind of like go back and forth a little like, oh, what do you think? You know, maybe it's not like that. But then here, I think we run into more people like, yeah, it didn't work for me, tried it. And then they just, they're almost inoculated. Yeah. Like they built up this immunity exactly. to the gospel, like yeah. been there, done that, got the yeah. t-shirt, kind of post-Christian. Exactly, yeah. Uh, in that sense, yeah. which does make it hard. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I think a, I think a, a good question, I, I love what Tim Keller said. I think it's his book, Reason for God. He says, tell me the God that you believe in, and I'll let you know if I believe in him too or not. Yeah, like, no, that's I, I think there's a... a you know, that's a, maybe a good way to start a conversation sometimes with people who've been through that is, well, what is the Christianity that you decided wasn't for you? Yeah. Like, what about it was, you know, I think that opens up yeah. a, an interesting door. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I know you have a lot of those conversations. Do, yeah, and it, it's interesting what people say, you know. Um, you know, some people are like, yeah, it's just about following rules, just about being good. And the concept of sin and Jesus, it's like it's kind of missing, you know. So mm. uh, I'm surprised by how often we run into that. Or they're just not listening, which it was probably preached. And if they were like me, they just weren't paying attention. So, yeah. so I get it. I get it. It's that's interesting. Where I was at like, too. right, God, like, there's, you can hear the same thing a million times. And when God's ready to, like, really, I feel like press it in your heart, I mean, yeah, then you're you can understand it. Because, yeah. like, um, there's kids that we've had in our student ministry or when I led Young Life, and I'll, like, say the exact same thing. And then they'll come back from, like, another ministry or a church and they're like, they said this, this and this. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been saying that for two years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is wrong with like, you? I've never heard yeah. this before. And you're like, really? You've never heard that before? But I was preaching yeah. that last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you enjoy most? I mean, obviously you were shaped by college ministry yeah. because that's really when your faith came alive. Yep. yep. Um, but what do you enjoy most about doing it? And then what is maybe the thing you don't love about yeah. about college church planting? I think the thing I love most is just seeing young people transformed by the word of God. You know, when they get it and they see that the word is true and they get start getting into the Bible and being like, I love this stuff. You know, they're hungry for God's word. I think 
that's that's I think the first most amazing thing. And then you start seeing them graduate, uh, make decisions based off of their faith, and take steps of faith. Right, scary steps of faith sometimes. You know, not going back home so that they can help build up a church or. Um, you know, ver- whatever it may be, like, you know, sharing their faith with their family or their friends. You see people grow so quickly in college, I think, um, because it's such a time of radical transformation. And so you get the benefit of just seeing, wow, people are really just getting into the word. Um, and that's, to me, the most exciting. I mean, when you see a, a young person who comes from an atheist background become a Christian and now, you know, having done college ministry for a while, seeing them, you know, now they're married, now they're leading a next generation, you know, they're starting a church plant, another campus. It's like, wow, that's amazing. I remember you when you were an atheist and, you know, saw you on the late on a Friday night when you had just come from a party and like, you know, Christianity was not in your world. Wow. God was not in your world. And now you're a minister. So that's the coolest thing. I think over years you get to see people's lives transformed. I think at my stage right now, the hardest part is um, probably the schedule college students don't sleep early. Yeah. And so, you know, now having two kids, you know, my schedule has changed. And so I'm still regularly staying up till like midnight past midnight and hanging out and then cleaning after. And, you know, I try to start my day at a normal time, like, you know, wake up for devotions and with our team and stuff. And so I think the physical fatigue of it yeah. is not as easy, especially now that we have kids and, you know, they wake up a couple of times in the night. You're just you're tired. A lot yeah. More. Your mission and your season of life with your family yeah. are kind of on two different exactly. schedules. Exactly. <laughs> so I can imagine that being super challenging. Yeah. I was going to ask, um, so you started last fall. Yes. Same time as Luke Peterson. Yeah. Our, our good company. buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so that was really neat because, and I don't, I don't know if we've ever shared this with you, but, um, we've been we've been praying for a while that God would allow us to be a, a network that was more in the city of Columbus. Mm-hmm. Like we we like that God has given us a suburban presence yeah. and we're not downplaying that or the need for people to hear the gospel in places like Dublin and yeah. places like that, Lewis Center. But I think as send Columbus, we wanted to be more present in Columbus. Mm, okay, and I think we started praying about that, and um, and and as we started praying about that, we started seeing God raising up church planters and sending them into two, into the, the two seventy loop. And you and Luke were kind of right around that same yeah, time yeah. of just going to camp. We weren't praying specifically for campus. I don't I don't think I don't remember, but but definitely, Lord, just give us more Columbus planters. Mm-hmm. And you guys were were very soon after that, which I mean, obviously, we're not <laughs> taking credit or anything like that. But we do feel. I mean, like, it was us, but <laughs> <laughs> we do feel like that you guys have been an answer to prayer for our city. Oh, is what really I mean, cool. and to see um, see you guys come in and be on the campus. And yeah. I, I love what you said about the kingdom mindedness because yeah. I feel like in the Midwest, mm-hmm. uh, California. Uh, similar, but I came from the South. Yeah, in the Midwest, I do think there's a lot less time for competition because there's too many lost people. Yeah. yeah, you know, like it's just not like we can fight over, you know, these people, but there's fifty five thousand students on Ohio we State's campus, Jesus. and the largest ministry is, you know, a few hundred people yeah. or whatever. Like it's just we're not we're not really 
scratching the surface here. Yeah. And that's the way I feel like with the church planners too. They kind of get that that yeah. man, we've got more to do together to reach this city. Yes. Um, so I don't know what a question was in there, but just to say you guys, yeah, you've been an answer to prayer. Yeah. So Yeah, and I mean it's been a blessing in our lives too. I mean, getting a chance to come out to Columbus has been such a stretching experience for both myself and my wife and our team. Um, when we went out to Pittsburgh, it was three teams and we were the youngest kind of lead couple. And so it was in a way, I feel, I always say it was kind of like training wheels. Mm -hmm. And this time God, um, coming to Columbus, I mean, it's, it's very different. We, you know, we're the older ones, um, but we have some experience to draw on now, which has been so beneficial. And then, um, I think our team has been, um, from all over the place actually. So our team came from Texas, um, Fairfax, Virginia, California, San Diego, um, we're kind of a hodgepodge team. Some of us knew each other, some of us didn't, but kind of being forged in this context has been so good for us. And so all mm. of us were so thankful we got brought here and, and God's been at work too. I mean, he's doing amazing things through some of the students' lives. Um, you know, just to share a story right now, we have, I think, seven students helping to lead others in kind of a basics and Christianity foundations class um, that we call Course 101. And half, uh, like seven of the people maybe, or not seven, about like four or five of the people they're leading are non-believers. And so wow. you have people we met last year now starting to lead some students, hopefully to Christ. And, um, you know, and on our side, we're starting to train them and equip them. And so it's kind of cool seeing already in one year, God, God is really at work in the ministry and he's, he's bringing those divine encounters to us, those people that um, we just met randomly. So you, you talked about a form like a, hey, church planning form or something like that. Yeah. And you talked about, you've talked about your team. Yes. So talk a little bit about the strategy of Grace Point and planting churches. How do you determine where you're going to go? Yeah. Why why college campuses? Yeah. That's obviously your emphasis. And then yeah. how do you build a team? How many people are you looking to bring? Sure. That kind of thing. Yeah. So in terms of our church plant philosophy, I think it's, it's changed. Um, when we first started church planning, uh, as a network, um, it was more to bigger cities mm-hmm. with big college towns, which is still mostly the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we figured, hey, let's go places where people might be able to stay after they graduate, where there's industry jobs. Yeah. Um, and let's start with some of those college campuses, just because then we can really keep building from the bottom up. Um, you know, at some campuses, they need college ministries, but it's hard to build up sometimes because once people graduate, they all go off to the cities to find new jobs. Mm. Um, the most recent wave of church planning, we've gone to all sorts of cities, and I think COVID actually helped that mm. because with COVID, all of a sudden, all these people can work remote. Um, so it's yeah. actually opened up the kinds of places that we we go to, going to you know West Lafayette, um, going to... Um, Urbana-Champaign, you know, some of these mm. cities where... Which is, that's know, University of, uh, that's Pitt, Pitt, Purdue, uh, Purdue, sorry, and then well as, Illinois? Um, UIUC, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but in terms of how it works, I mean, because church planting is kind of in our DNA, um, everyone wants to go church planting. It's yeah. kind of, it's a step of faith. I mean, some people, it might just be like everyone else is doing it, but I think there's a lot of people that see it as almost a next step of discipleship. Yeah. Hey, let's go out there. Let's live by faith. You know, Abraham, he went by faith, you know, and God used that. And so people are seeing that, hey, like, I want to be used by God to maybe start up something new. And so in 2021, I guess it was, um, our leadership team, they sent out a form, a Google, just a Google form to the whole 
membership. Nice. And like, like over a thousand people signed up to go out there and we sent it out 400 people last year, including 90 kids. Um, wow. when we went church planning in 2021. So wow. how we pick the places, you know, we just look what cities are around there. Um, some churches, you know, have closer affinity to cities they've already been scouting out. And so yeah, those I mean, just makes sense. Your proximity to Columbus in Pittsburgh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So that for us, I mean, we'd done like three trips to Columbus before we'd been praying about the campus. So it kind of made sense on that aspect. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then the teams, you know, uh, most of the teams get assembled by their relationships. Like most mm-hmm. people went out with people they knew. Our, our church plan out here in Columbus was kind of a last minute ad. So it was just like, anyone want to go sign up? People just came. People just signed up. Yeah. <laughs> how many? How many of you in in your team? Oh yeah, there's. Uh, we started with thirteen, um, wow. and then actually one couple uh, moved back to California. The weather was a little bit hard on their health. Yeah. And then um, one person came because um, she's engaged to one of the guys, and so we're we're at twelve right now. Most teams wow. tend to be about eight to twelve. Mm. Um, some cities will send both a, a team for like kind of the domestic side of the ministry, and then as well as like a an international side if we're mm. trying to reach out to international students. And mm. we've also recently been experimenting with um, sending out small teams that might do youth ministry, like kind of just trying to see what business they can drum up. Anyway. Yeah. Now, um, how many of those on your team are actually like full-time missionaries, yes. vocational, and how many of the others are like working jobs? And Yeah, just my wife and I are full-time. So okay. the other 10, they all have, they're all telecommuters. Um, that's part of what made them able to join our team, Yeah. um, to move at such a quick notice. I think it was, our team was assembled in like a month and then we moved out in like two months later. I know it was very fast. <laughs> it was very fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Will, thanks so much for joining us and sharing a little about your story and what yeah. Grace Point's doing. We're super grateful, like Chad said, oh. to have you in the city. Yeah. Thank you so much for just the warm welcome. I think San Columbus has been a Huge blessing in my life, too, just because it's so nice to just have other ministers. We can encourage one another and just, um, yeah, just pray for each other. It's been great. I love you guys. Yeah, same here. Um, Well, we are changing up our format. We mentioned that earlier. We are. We are going to go to, you want to tell us, tell them a little bit? We're going to start to do a series instead of just doing rando podcasts about things yeah that we want to talk about yeah, so, which has been really fun it's been really fun we've had a good run we've done like 55 or so episodes yep but we're That's gonna tr- try something a little different yeah so our first series will start uh the next podcast yeah and do we want to tell them or do we want them to wait mm, to find know. out what do you think will should we tell them what it's about you'll wait and I find keep out guessing. Yeah, <laughs> I keep guessing. More exciting that way. you have to have come back reveal. here in a couple of weeks and find out i know uh, yeah, I think I'm sure people will be on the edge of their seats. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Yeah. All 12 of you guys out there. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds good, Will. Thanks for your time. Thank and you. we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.